Hello and welcome to Clever Conversations. I am your host, the Clever Bietch, but you can call me B. If your day has got you down and you really have zero fucks to give, because, you know, most days it's like that, well, then you're in the right place. So sit back, unless, of course, you're driving, then pay the fuck attention, or listen while you get the dishes done, or however you listen to podcasts, whatever floats your boat, and let's get this party started. Good morning. Welcome to Clever Conversations. I am the Clever Bitch, but you can call me B. Uh, today we're going to be talking about being a single mom, the struggles and the triumphs. To help empower us is the author of Divorce Roadmap for Moms, a practical guide on how to p- how to avoid pitfalls. I already screwed that up. I apologize. But my and she's also the host of her new upcoming podcast. Nicole Watts Blackman. Welcome, Nicole. I'm so glad to have you here. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Very excited to chat with everybody. I'm excited to have you here. I I think what you're doing is amazing. I'm super excited for your podcast that's coming up soon. It's going to debut in December. Am I right? Yes. December 16th will be the debut of the podcast. I'm very excited to get it out there. So, yes. That'll be fantastic. Um, so we're talking about single moms. What do you think uh, are some of the biggest problems that single moms face today? You know, I think some of the biggest problems they face today is the stigma of being a single mom, especially um, if you're a single mom from divorce or maybe you've been with a partner for a long time. You have that established community. So going and making that switch, not only mentally, but emotionally and telling everyone that's a big issue that people have and then career decisions and financial implications of becoming a single mom are some really big problems that I've seen from other single moms and then also myself having to go through it as well yeah that's it's I don't know which would be I mean when I think about it it's like first you lose like a circle of friends because there's that whole you know, who are you friends with first and who can, you know, and that starts to make your community, your personal community smaller. And you, those, some of the people that you've relied on, um, are no longer there. And then, you know, it is a big decision because now when you're talking financial, um, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure and you don't have that backup system. You don't. And, you know, in my situation, you know, I'd been married almost 10 years. And then I talked to other people who'd been married 20 years. And you do, you develop those core friendships, your network. And there are always sides in the divorce. There are always sides, you know, and you do lose some friends uh, for various reasons. You do. And then they, you do have that core group of friends that do stay, both married and single. And I was very fortunate to have a core group of people who have been with me from the very beginning and didn't change. So, and that is an emotional hurdle that you do have to get over and accept as well. And then you talked about the financial implications of it. You know, if you're going from a two income household to a one income household, that is very tough to manage all of that and because everything is on your shoulders alone at this point and it's it's very difficult <laughs> so you have yeah. to work through it 
that can be pretty overwhelming to handle. I can't even imagine. I mean, when, especially in today's world, we're all just trying to, even if we have two incomes, you know, or we're working two jobs now because, and then you can't always do that when you're a single parent because you have to be home for the child. So there's, you know, you, you don't always have the opportunity or if you are working two jobs, you can't be there as much. So you have to depend on somebody else for, for help, uh, it's it's definitely an overwhelming um, to come across. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, and then you have make career decisions, you were saying, and that's yes. that's difficult too, though. It is. I was um, working outside of the home prior to, to my divorce. And, you know, probably a few months before, you know, we got divorced and the divorce was a shock for me. I had taken a $25,000 pay cut. That was a family decision so I could be more available for the family. And then, you know, divorce happened. And so I had to make a decision. You know, I needed to work remotely because I am five hours away from my family. And, but I have a good network of friends, but still, who takes care of your child when, when they have the flu? You know, you can't call a babysitter to take care of your child who has a flu. So there's certain things that you are going to have to be at home for. And so you have to think about that. And I was one of those single moms who was working two jobs. I had to provide. And I think employers are better now, especially since the pandemic is happening. You see that people can work from home. But I started working from home before it was popular. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, you know, and it just it's a lot of juggling. It is a lot of juggling. There were many days I worked from home and my son was right there on the floor with a fever and I'm conducting meetings and giving him medicine. You, you figure it out how to make it work and it can be overwhelming, but you can do it. Absolutely. What do you think has been your biggest struggle? Oh gosh, that's a really good question. (laughs) My, (laughs) my biggest struggle has been facing the reality of the situation that I was in and learning how to move forward. And that's a lot in that answer, but everybody's situation is different of whether you had a partner and you're no longer together or divorced or separated. And so mine, there was infidelity in the marriage. And so my ex-husband now decided to leave and start a new family. So that's a lot to accept. So I had to accept the end of my marriage, but then I also had to deal with rejection. And so, and that's a lot of mental that you have to deal with. That was the hardest part for me. And then being able to now verbalize that to family, to friends and to my son. So that was so heart wrenching, but you have to do it. You can't run from it. It's there. You know, Um, I think I was in denial for quite a bit. You know, I didn't take off my wedding ring for a very long time. Even though he was no longer around, I, I just, there's a, a element of embarrassment that came with it. And so that was very hard for me to deal with and get over. And how but, did you, how did you overcome all that? A lot of prayer, <laughs> a lot of prayer. Um, I'm not going to lie, a lot of yelling and screaming um, and whine. <laughs> so yeah, all of that encompassed <laughs> all together. Um, I think there were so many nights that after I put my son to bed, I would literally go in the closet and break down and cry 
you know friends played a very very important part of my healing and um, family and you know it's it's funny I tell people you need different types of friends you need your friend who's going to pray you through everything who's going to be that positive spoke person for everything you do then I tell people you need your ride or die friend the friend like what do we want to do how are we going to take care of this you know you need that friend that is with you no matter what crazy thing you want to talk about and I had all that family and friends with me and then you need the friends that are just going to step in and handle your day-to-day life for you for a while I had that um, at the church community I was with the my ex-husband and I started a married life Bible study class and I stayed in that married life Bible study class for about three to four months after he left because that was my family. That was my community. And they stepped in. They cooked meals for me. The guys came over, took care of the house, the yard work, because you can't function. You're just, as you and I were talking previously, you're frozen. And so you need those type of people that will step in and just help you and carry you. So, um, and counseling. I, I went through a lot of counseling and I put my son through a lot of counseling as well to deal with the, the rejection in the aftermath of the divorce. Absolutely. I think if you're not, if there's that kind of situation going on, um, it does put a lot of burden on the children at any age that they are from the, from smaller children all the way up into adults, children who have to deal with that. Um, and counseling is, is a huge, huge part of that. Um, and also having your friends and the people that can help. I don't think you know what you need, um, until you're in the situation and you're like we said, you you really do feel frozen. Like you just, and I don't want to say frozen, like you just can't move, but like frozen Mm -hmm. where you can't even think of what you're supposed to be doing and having that group of people that can come in and just get those daily living things and be supportive and, you know, be there to scream with you, drink wine with you, uh, you know, pray with you, whatever it need be. There's, you got to have somebody for all of that. You did. Um, and, and that's, that's hugely important. And the wine, you absolutely have to keep wine in your closet. Any mom, single or not, should keep wine in their closet. I've come, this is an ongoing theme, I think, with this wine. Yes, yes, I would definitely agree with that. And you, what you, you touched on something, you don't know what you need. Um, people will say, well, what do you need? You don't know. I would never think to tell somebody I need somebody to come cut my grass because I just can't think to call the yard man or I, I forgot to go get groceries. I mean, you don't know. So, yes, you need those people that will jump in and help with that day-to-day for a while. What do you do with, with someone who uh, isn't so crazy about counseling or they're not ready or they don't think they need it? What would you say to them? You know, and I've talked to women in the past who, who just, they aren't. That's not something that they do. And so what I have advised them to do is if you're not ready to go to counseling, is there anybody that you can talk to? Friend, just anybody. And if that's not an option, because there is a lot of emotions going around. And so I tell people to journal. I started, I've always journaled, but really journal a lot um, and your feelings and talk out loud. I used to talk in the mirror to myself and I would say positive things to myself. I'd say, you know, Nicole, you are beautiful. You are exactly who you're supposed to be. You can do this. And I did that for a long time, you know. 
it's something my brother told me to say <laughs> during the divorce. And at first I thought it was silly and I didn't want to do it. But he told me, he said, you need to stand in the mirror and say to yourself, my husband has a girlfriend every single day until you are strong enough to accept that. And then what are you going to do next? And I would cry saying that until I got strong enough to say, okay, wow, this is the reality of my situation. Nicole, what are you going to do? Here are your options. And you're just having conversations with yourself sometimes. That's what I had to do. I think that, you know, that works. And I think we don't, we'll look at something and think that might, it might be silly or that you don't need it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and when actually you really do, um, is I, what do you think single moms need most? What, 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 as a, a friend, a, a community member, church member, what, what do single mom, what can we do? What do single moms need most? They need, and from people, from all sorts of people, community, church, friends, even neighbors, they need understanding. We need understanding and patience, patience with us, especially if you're a new single mom. Because if you're a new single mom, you are adjusting to a new normal that you don't even know what it is yet. And so the patience is, you know what, I'm probably going to be late to this event. Or, you know what, I just didn't get up and put any clothes on today. My child's crazy and I'm crazy right now. And to understand that unless you have walked this path, And for multitude of reasons why you may not be with your partner anymore, you don't know how long it's going to take someone to get over it. So just patience and being kind and helping. I had so many people help me from food to yard care to literally, Nicole, let me come get your son and take him to the park. Nicole, let me come get your son so you can go in the room and take a nap. I would have never thought to ask someone to come over so I could go take an hour nap or just cry in the bathtub. That's what we need. Um, I think the worst thing that someone can say to a single mom, at least it was for me in my situation, was, oh, just get over it. You'll be fine. That is a true statement, but you don't want to hear it at the very beginning because you don't know how to get over it at that time. That's putting a huge, huge hurdle in front of you. And you're like, sure, I can just get over that. But I can't because I don't know how. And I'm not <laughs> ready to. And I need to be mad for a while. And I need yes. to be angry. And I need that to be okay as well. Because, you know, we're allowed to be angry. I think that that's really important. That, that it's okay that you're mad. And, and that sometimes you can do nothing but cry. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and you're going to have different days of different things that, of emotions that are going to go through you. Um, and don't, and don't feel guilty about that because it's all part of the process. It is. It is all part of the process. You know, you touched on something, anger. When I was going through the very beginning stages of it, you, and I didn't realize this at the time, you will go through the stages of grief. You actually go through every stage of grief. Um, just as someone who has passed away, except that person is still here and they just don't want to talk to you. And so it is hard. And I was angry for a long time. And then I got sad for a long time. And so it it took me probably about two, two and a half years to really come back to myself again and just be happy. And I had to go through that time and be angry. You're absolutely right. 
Yeah, you have to be angry. I mean, I think that's one of the things that people don't, in, in many different situations, I've talked to new moms, and they'll be like, there's some days I'm just like, I can't handle it. And am I, you know, the brand new moms are like, am I a bad mom? I said, Oh, gosh, no. Like, I don't know how many times I've, there's a child, one of mine had been screaming and it's, you know, four o'clock in the morning on the third night of no sleep and I can't handle it anymore and I can't drink wine at this point in time. And I just want to throw the child out the window. Now I'm not saying you should throw your child ever, ever, ever do that. However, you sometimes do feel that way where you just are at your wits end and I want people to know that that's okay. So yes. like in many situations when you just, you know, I'm not saying act on it. Obviously, don't do that. But I'm just saying it's okay to be that just that upset and mad and to not get down on yourself for feeling that way. Don't feel bad about yourself. Um, it's all part of it. Like you said, it's all part of the steps of grief that you go through. Um, what What do you think? What What types of resources are? What if they don't have a lot of things? What What sort of resources are out there for single moms today? You know, there's so many resources that I came across. So of course you you. People immediately think financial. So there are programs, there are government programs, there are grants out there for single moms, um, housing programs, things of, of that nature. So you have all of that that you could quickly Google. But if people take time to really look in their, their local communities, you will find so many resources. There are divorce care groups, divorce recovery groups. A lot of those are put on by local churches, all denominations usually will have them and some are not in churches. It just depends on where you would like to go. And they're usually free or very minimal cost, I found out. Um, something that's good, especially the ones that are with churches, if someone really is in a financial bind, they will usually work with you. I have found that out along the way. And then their classes, just general classes for single moms to talk about time management, finances, careers. And a lot of those, some of those are free as well or with minimal cost because you're relearning time management skills as a one person with sometimes multiple children. So you have those. And then some of the best things I think are single mom groups. So of course, I was started in a, in a single parent group at the church I was attending, but there are tons of single mom groups, not just online and Facebook, but in your community that you can go to and meet once a week sometimes and you can get mentors to help you um trust me, i had some <laughs> that helped me um just to, like you say figure out i can't do this anymore i don't know what to do and then one of the best resources i've always been involved with with my church and i had to go to my church and say i can't pay mortgage this month what do i how do i do this how do i need some help and some of the churches, especially if you're a member, they do have financial resources to help you out one time or whatnot with some things that you may need. So those are things that people just, they don't think about, but they are there to help you. Absolutely. And that's a really great place to start with people. And I like that you said, get a mentor, get someone mm -hmm. who's, who's been through this and knows what you don't know, because you don't know and <laughs> can give you all the tips, you know, and save you, It's you know, get, get instead of making all the mistakes, have someone that's been through it that can guide you on the path. Um, and that helps tremendously. Um, what would, what would be some of your advice that you can give to single moms? Maybe not in the resource department, but more just, just, um, you know, how to, how to mentally get through it. 
you know, I will tell people that, and people say it all the time, it does get better with time, but I want to add something to that. It gets better with time with intentional work on yourself. Not work on the other person, but work on yourself. And because you can stay angry for years and bitter, but I think take the time to grieve because there is a loss. There's a loss of that relationship. There's a loss of what you thought the future would hold. But once you do that, get up and put some work in. Get up and put some work in on healing for yourself and for your children. And that takes a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of time. But also know that ask for help. I would tell every single mom, don't be ashamed to ask for help. And I was ashamed to ask for help, even from my family and friends. But once you kind of really open your mouth and say, hey, I realize what I need and this is it, whatever it may be, people will come out of the woodwork. Strangers will help you um, along the way. And then I would say to laugh at yourself when you're to the point. You know, I was thinking <laughs> during the divorce process, I had to go to FedEx Kinko's and make copies and you know I consider myself to be you know I can work a copy machine I've done it a million times I got to FedEx Kinko's that day and I could not get the copy machine to work I know I'm on FedEx Kinko's video of a crazy customer I literally started crying in the store I was yelling at the copy machine and I looked crazy you know I don't even know if I combed my hair that day and the lady came across and all she did was hug me she Aww. hugged me and she said, sweetie, what's wrong? And I just broke down in the middle of FedEx Kinko's crying like the ugly cry. And I had my papers everywhere. And she said, I'm going to do this for you. She made the copies for me. I paid. And she sat there and talked to me for like 30 minutes, this stranger. And she said, it will be okay. And then, of course, I came back like two days later and gave her flowers and everything because I knew <laughs> that I acted up. Plum idiot. But I looked at myself that day when I got home. My yoga pants were inside out. I had a dirty shirt on with guacamole on. I mean, I was not myself. I was out of my mind. And so now I look back and laugh. I've told my friends, we laugh at that story. And they say, we do not go out of the house dressed like that, you know? <laughs> and you have to laugh at those moments where you just lose it. Um, I just want women to know that it does get better. And there will be a day if your heart is broken. I remember being in divorce recovery class and I said, my heart hurts. And I couldn't stop crying. And the counselor at the time, she told me, there will be a day you will stop crying. It will come. And just to believe that that day will come. And you will find a whole new happiness in your life. So that's what I would tell single moms. Absolutely. I think that's great. And I love your FedEx story. It's good. They're going to think of that now when I get ready. Because, you know, especially with COVID, we've forgotten we stay home and do so much work. We've forgotten that when we go to the store, we actually have to look in the mirror before we leave. And like, oh, are we dressed? Or what are we wearing? Or do I still have my pajama bottoms on? Because I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, crud. Because I'm just going to run to the store really quick. And that never happens. So especially when you have a teenager in the house who just wants food constantly, you're always running somewhere for something. And then you have to like, oh, just put a hat on. At some point, I'm just like, I'm so glad I'm wearing a mask and a hat right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. this is so not going to work for me. Uh, yeah. 
But those are really, really great points. I love that. This is all really great way to empower the single, especially the newly single mom, especially, and you don't know what you don't know. And you right. need a mentor. Um, allow yourself to be angry, be okay with it. Um, but the most important thing that I caught from you that I really, really liked was the intentional work on yourself. Because I think it's just, it's not, the journey is, is not an easy journey. And if you're not working on yourself and allowing yourself to heal and getting the resources and the people around you that you need, um, it's a, it's a much, much harder journey. Um, so what, what do you, how do you empower, how do we empower single moms? What do we do? You know, when I've talked to some single moms along the way and, you know, provided some coaching, I tell them, I start by telling them my story. Because when you're going through it, you think, even though you know, logically, you're not the only one going through it, you think, I'm the only one in the world this has happened to. And you're not. And so I tell them my story. I tell them the bad parts. And I let them know that this was one part of your life. Yes, the door has closed. But there's so much more you can look forward to. And I just... You know, again, it sounds silly. I tell people to look in the mirror, talk to yourself, and I tell them that it gets better. I really do. I try to partner them with people that I know. Of course, this has been local in my my area. Women who have been divorced or separated and who have gone on to have wonderful lives, they're successful in their careers, and they're remarried, some of them. Some of them have chosen never to get remarried again. But to see the positiveness that they are exuding in their life. I mean, I love that. So I talk to them about that. And one thing that I do to encourage them, I really just let them know to take their time and it's okay. And you are empowered by the pain that you've gone through. Let that pain make you stronger. That's what I tell them. You can either let the pain make you bitter or you can let it make you stronger and you can change somebody else's life. And that's what I've chosen to do. And that's what I tell them to do as well. Absolutely. And you also have a wonderful resource for them. Divorce Roadmap for Moms, a practical guide on how to avoid pitfalls. So that'll come in handy. And you guys, I'm going to put the link in the description below. So you'll be able to find that um, and be able to grab that off of Amazon. A great, great book uh, will really help out a lot. Um, you're welcome. So this leads us into um, your exciting news on December 16th. Um, you're going to have a new podcast. I am. I'm going to have a new podcast. It's called Single Mom Moments with Nicole. And what we're going to do is we're just going to talk, you know, I'm very transparent, the good, the bad, the ugly <laughs> about my situation, about being a single <laughs> mom. There's everything in there. But we're also going to talk about the journey. The journey of how I got there, where it's led me, and where it can lead you. We're going to talk about finances, careers, your emotional and mental health, your physical health, and relationships. Relationships are so important. One of the things that I'm going to talk about is your tribe. You know, you may need to get a new tribe of people to help you in this new phase of life. It's wonderful if you have your old friends that are with you and some of them will stick with you, but you have to be intentional about meeting other people. And that's so important. And we often as single moms, because I was guilty of it, we become very introverted when we're in this process. So I want to help people to get out of that 
and give them ideas, but also have guest speakers on who have walked the walk and then some that are experts in finance and divorce and things of that nature. So I am very excited to talk about it and move forward. And I will give you a sneak preview. The first episode of the podcast will be navigating the holidays. So the holidays are coming up and being a new single mom around the holidays can be very hard, but I have some great tips on people for people about what to do. So wonderful. Yeah, that's super exciting. And you know, anyone listening that's not single, uh, please jot this down anyway and share it um, with your single friends that might need this. Um, Take a listen. It's for it's for moms because you you were talking now this was a while back and I'll have to let the audience in on this. We were having a conversation. And you said you were just at uh, the park with your son. Mm -hmm. And what what did you have to YouTube? (laughs) okay anybody who knows me knows I am not that much into sports so I was trying to teach my son how to play football and I had to YouTube to Google football and um I I got it all wrong I mean I just did so I I totally messed up um he let me know that I was horrible at this game of football and that's not my sport I mean I can I'm a track person through and through But it's those things that you have to, I was embarrassed to Google football and plays and things like that to teach my kid. But that's what you have to do. You do. Um, I was thinking you probably were looking at the Minnesota Vikings playbook and that's why you got it all wrong because, you know, it's the Vikings. So, (laughs) yes. But what I did is, you know, again, I had to, you know, remove myself from the situation and reach out. I had to reach out to some great men mentors and say, hey, can you pick my kid up and take him to the field and teach him how to actually throw and catch the ball? Because I'm not doing a good job of this, you know? So we have to be able to ask those things and look for those positive male role models to be in our kids' lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we do. And I think we also have to realize that we don't know everything and nope. we can have moments, whether it be Googling football or <laughs> having a meltdown at FedEx, that those are shared. Everybody has stuff like that that goes on and it's okay. And you have to learn to laugh about it. Like you're doing a great job of because uh, yeah. <laughs> they're awesome. Well, I don't know what I can say more. Thank you so very much. I mean, this has been, ab- I really enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it too. Um, I mean, so excited for your new podcast. I'll be your first listener. I'll be right there. I'm so excited to cheer you on the way. Um, And like I said, I'm going to make sure that I put all the links into the description. So if you'd like to keep tabs on Nicole, grab her book or support her podcast um, or need to have a friend that you want to share it with, please do so. Nicole, thank you. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure and I appreciate everybody who's listening and just thank you for inviting me on. I am, this has just been the highlight of my day. Thank you so much. Yay. All right. Well, you can listen to Single Mom Moments coming in December on the 16th. And until next week, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you all for joining me today. I hope you had as much fun as I did and maybe learned a few things along the way too. A big, huge thank you to my co-host for joining me today. For more information, you can check the links in the description of this podcast. I'll be back next week with more joy, love, and laughter. And until then, I would be honored if you'd give me a like. And if you're so inclined, even a follow. 
You can join me over on my Patreon page for Monday Morning Coffee, where I share some really fucking deep thoughts on the week ahead. Plus, you can become part of my community and win some fun prizes for me as well. Thanks again for listening. And remember, find some joy and laughter today. Ciao.